John 21, and we will begin reading in just a minute here. This, again, is taking place after the resurrection of Jesus. This is taking place um, after what takes place in John chapter 21, or John chapter 20, because he begins John 21 with the words, after these things. So Jesus has appeared unto his disciples twice. He appeared unto them, and once without Thomas, and once with Thomas. And now he's appearing unto them the third time, and this is the third time Jesus appears unto his disciples. And if you'll notice in this text, uh, Jesus performs a miracle for the disciples to see. Now, as we look at this text this morning, we're going to look at the first 14 verses. Because of the length of verses, we're just going to have you set while we read. But you have your Bible, John 21. Let's begin reading in verse number one, if you will. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to, to the disciples the, at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of, of Canaan and Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and the two, others, the two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And, and that night they caught how much? They didn't catch nothing. They went out there all night long and didn't catch anything. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then saith, then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. Jesus knew what he was asking. Jesus knew the answer to the question when he asked them. He just wanted them to admit that they hadn't caught nothing all night long. He just, hey, have you caught anything? You got any meat out there? No, sir, we don't have any meat. And Jesus, watch what takes place now. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore the disciples whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now saith, now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he, he girded his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in this little ship, for they were not far from the land, but as it were two hundred cubits dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they were come to, the la- come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and, and fish laid there, thereon, and bread. And Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye na- have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to, to, to land full of great fishes. A hundred... And fifty-three, and for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples after that he was he was risen from the dead. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for this morning.
Lord, I pray desperately that your Holy Spirit would fill me. That your Holy Spirit would give me the words to say, Lord, please don't let me say anything I shouldn't say. I pray as well that if there's one in here today that doubts whether heaven is their home, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. I also also pray that if there's a Christian in this room that has doubt about what God can do or doubt that God will fulfill his promise, Lord, I, I ask that you'd help fulfill that for them. I pray that they would put their trust and faith in you. I love you, Jesus. Thank you so much for what you've done. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for washing away my sins. We love you, Jesus, and in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you look in this text, the Bible tells us in verse number one, (coughs) just by way of introduction, we'll look at the place where Jesus came to see them. That In verse number one, the Bible says, after these things, he came to the Sea of Tiberias. He went went to the Sea of Tiberias. That's where they were at. The period uh, Jesus came to them was now the third time. This was the third time that Jesus was to see them. The people that he came to see was in verse number two, uh, Simon Peter and Thomas, Sididimus and Nathaniel of, of Canaan of Galilee, the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, and the two other disciples. Many believe. Now the two unnamed disciples, we don't know who they are. So it would be just completely, uh, who, 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 who could they be? I don't know. Uh, but they were two other disciples that were unnamed. This was after the fact that they had seen Jesus. This was after the fact that they had seen the resurrected Lord. And then Peter says in verse number three, Peter says, I go fishing. I don't know why Peter wanted to go fishing. I don't know if it was a, a need that he needed to meet. Because these, some of these men, that's what they used to do for a job, was to go fishing, and they would do that for a living and make money. I don't know if it was a ways of, 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 of means to, to go make some money. Jesus uh, was, uh, was not around them. I don't know what it was, but ultimately, he went to go fishing. I've heard preachers preach about well, the reason he went fishing was because he backslid. I don't know if that's the reason why he went fishing, but all I know is that he went fishing instead of doing whatever it was to follow the Lord around. I'm not saying it was bad for him to go fishing. He simply needed something, so he went fishing, and he took some men with him. Uh, not only did we see the, that, that, uh, the place that they went and the people there was, and Peter went fishing, but people got, uh, he got people to go with him. Now, the Bible says in verse number 3, Peter said, I'm going fishing. And then they said unto him, well, we're going with you too. Now, I will say this, now, more often than not, when you sin, it's easy to get somebody to sin with you. More often than not, you're not sinning by yourself. You always got somebody, a companion, to go with you. Amen. Now, I'm not saying that Peter was, was sinning because he was fishing. I do not know that. But I'm just saying that, uh, that uh, birds of a feather flock together. Uh, look, you, these people wanted to go fishing. A lot of them, that's what they used to do before they met Jesus, and that's what they did for a profession. Look, I enjoy fishing. Brother Pete, you like to go fishing? I know Brother Pete. I know Brother Pete loves to go fishing. But can you imagine Peter and his group of buddies out there fishing all night, and here they are on this boat, 
And they're, they're commercial. I mean, this, they, they used to do it for a living. So it's not like they don't know what they're doing. Not only do they not know, they know what they're doing. And they're casting their net out so they can bring in a bunch of fish. They're not fishing with poles because they want to fish and catch a bunch. Can you imagine, Brother Pete, fishing all night long and not catching nothing? <laughs> I remember... There were times that we'd go, we'd go camping and all night long we'd run yo-yos and we'd go out and catch and, and check the yo-yos. We wanted something when we went out to catch, check the yo-yos. We wanted some fish to be there. But can you imagine the, uh, the devastation, the disappointment that Peter had when he went to go check his net all night long and there was nothing in the net? And he would cast, maybe he even began to fish with the rod. I don't know what it was, but he began to fish and he caught nothing. And here comes Jesus along the shoreline and uh, he says, Hey, Peter, he said, you catching anything out there? Nope. No, sir, I'm not catching anything. My, my net is empty. The net is empty. Jesus tells him something, and it's important that we notice this, is that this miracle took place because of the position that Peter was in. Look, there was no need of miracle without there being a non-productivity going on. There had to be an empty net. There had to be a need. There had to be an empty place in Peter's life for Jesus to do a miracle. The failure was that Peter had caught no fish all night. But I will say this, that sometimes does it not seem where you've toiled all night long and you've been working all night long and it doesn't seem that the results are coming in. Look, you've been there, you said, you fished all night long. You've not had any fish come in. And by morning time, you're done fishing. You're not casting it back out. You're not going back out. You're coming back in to get some rest and maybe to go out later. But ultimately, there are some times in our life when we have toiled all night long and we have wrestled all night long and it still feels like the net is empty. And it still feels like we've not accomplished anything. May I say to you, do not faint. Do not quit in well-doing. Do not fear because the morning is coming. Amen. When Jesus comes to the shore. Now, they have been upset. They were upset their net was empty. They were toiling all night long. There have been times when I've felt like I've labored and I've labored and I've labored for the Lord and nothing happens. You ever been there? Yes. And you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed and it seems like nothing's happening. You ever been there? Amen. <laughs> Let me ask you, do you quit? Do you give up? Do you quit praying? Do you quit laboring? Now, man, I give up, man. Hey, it's not coming. It's not happening. So do you quit? Do you give up? No. As our fight on is our theme for the year, may I say to you 
that in the middle of the night uh, when there doesn't seem like you're catching anything uh, and you're not making any headway, fight on. Fight on because the morning is coming when Jesus will come to the shore and he'll take away the problem in which you have. It may not come when you want it to come. It will not come when you want it to. But it will when he decides it to. And he will be on time every time for you and me. Bible says, know this, your labor is not in vain. He says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, yeah. unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Yeah. And we've been toiling all night. We've been casting that net out, and we've been drawing it back in. And we've been casting that net out. Can you imagine how tired they were? Imagine how tired you are after working a graveyard shift. Twelve hours long. Casting that net out. And pulling it back in. And fighting the waves. And fighting the wind. And you're casting that net out. And you're pulling it back in. And it's empty. And it's empty. There have been times in your life, as you, as you live this Christian life, if it hasn't happened, it will, where you've worked, and you've worked, and you've worked, and you've worked. <coughs> Where's the results? Where, where, when is it going to start happening? Man, where, where, where's the fish? Right. Be you steadfast. Unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord and knowing that your labor is not in vain. You keep casting the net. You keep fighting on and casting that net and pulling it in and casting the net and pulling it in because God is the one who gives the increase. Because when Jesus came on the scene, He gave them some instruction. Number one, He told them to cast the net. Cast the net. See, in the middle of our weakness, in the middle of where we're, man, we're not making any headway, we're spinning our wheels, we still have to be obedient. Cast the net. Was Jesus a a professional fisherman? No. What business did he have telling those fishermen where to fish? I don't know about you, Brother Pete, If you have some random guy come up to you and say, Bud, you're fishing in the wrong hole. Go find another hole. (laughs) You might look for that other hole. But he wasn't a fisherman. He wasn't speaking from experience and saying, No, I know where the best hole, I know where the best fishing hole's at. No. But he knew where the fish were at because he is God. And he was the creator of the universe. And so he said, hey, cast your net on the other side. You know what? Sometimes it may not make sense to you what God's telling you to do, but you need to do it anyways. Amen. Well, uh, how can I explain that one? You're not going to be able to explain it. There are going to be times 
when you're going to have to walk by faith and believe God that he will and trust him to take care of it. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know what the end result may be. But ultimately, he told me to cast the net, so I'm going to cast the net. Amen. Well, we've cast it 575 times tonight. Do you want me to cast it again? That's not what their response was. But they said, okay, cast the net. He told them, cast the net. Cast the net. As we've said before and many times, obedience is better than sacrifice. Your obedience to God is more important. My obedience to God is the most important thing that I can do in this life. My children, <coughs> excuse me, my children will see my obedience to God. If Jesus told you to stand on your head and count to a hundred backwards, would you? Why? See, when we're given a command, we want to know the why. I want you to, if you go backwards in time when Abraham was going up to the mountain and he was, he had his son with him. And his son was there with him, and they were on the way to the top of the mountain. His son, hey, what, where, where's the lamb? He said, well, God will provide a lamb. Yeah. Sometimes we don't have to know the why. We just need to do what God's asked us to do. Amen. When Abraham got to the top of the mountain, God stopped him and provided a lamb for him. Yeah. Christian, what has God asked us to do? And we refuse to do it. Cast your net. Cast your net. Well, I've done it already. Cast your net. I've already passed out that track. We'll pass it out again. Well, I've already knocked on that door. We'll knock on it again. Well, I've already told my neighbor. We'll tell him again. Well, I've already done that. We'll do it again. I've already labored. We'll do it again. Cast the net. Cast the net. Will I choose to be obedient or will I choose to do my own thing? Cast your net. Sometimes God's command does, choose, does cause us to have questions. Why? Number one, he tells him to cast the net. Number two, let's look at the casting of the net. In verse number six, again, when Jesus said, hey, cast the net, on the right side of the ship, and you shall find the next statement says, what they do? They cast therefore. Jesus didn't have to tell them twice. They're growing up as a kid. If my dad told you twice, you were, you were in trouble. Amen. You were told one time. If you didn't do it one time, then the next time wasn't a second time. The next time was a whooping. <laughs> Jesus said, hey, cast your net on the right side. Throw it out there. Okay. And they threw it. How quick are we to obey? How quick are we to do that? Jesus spake, and they listened. They listened to the Holy Spirit. Listen, the same Holy Spirit that lives in me is the same Spirit that lives inside of you. If you're born again, the reason they did what Christ asked him to do was because Christ was right. 
Christ was right. Even though he wasn't a fisherman. Even though he wasn't an experienced man that knew where to fish at. But he was right. Let me ask you this. How many times is Christ right? How much? Is he ever wrong? He's never wrong. Christ is right. Sometimes we have to trust God even though we don't know what He is doing. Why the right side? Why not the left side? Why not in front of the boat? Why not behind the boat? No. The right side? Let's go. They cast it. And when they cast the net, number three, let's look at that catch. What'd they catch? Verse number six. And now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. There were so many fish in the net that they couldn't contain. There were so many fish in the net. There was a multitude of them. They were not able to draw the net. Normally, I've never fished with a net as far as that goes. But you cast it out and you pull it back, right? And what comes back to you is what you have in the net. They threw the net out and they couldn't draw the net because it was too full. (coughs) The miracle was in the catch because they were not able to draw. The miracle was in the fact that the net didn't break. That even though it had a multitude of fish, the net didn't break. Because here it is, uh, as you go through difficulties in your life, as you go through things in your life, God will prepare the way. And the net didn't break because God needed it to work. And God needed the net to sustain what what was in the net. God provided the way for the children uh, the, the, the disciples to catch these fish. They were about. See, God can keep our net together. Well, how's it going to work? How am I going to keep the net together? He'll keep the net together. Amen. He'll keep the net together. The miracle is in the little ship. It wasn't, this wasn't their big fishing boat. The Bible says that it was a, one of their little ships. huh? It was a little one. And here they came. What is this? Peter jumping off in the middle of the water. The Bible says that he was naked. Man, what in the world was Peter doing out there on the water? I don't know, baby. He was sunbathing or something, but he jumped, he jumped off in the water to come after Jesus, I suppose. But he got off the water. He didn't, want to see, he didn't want Jesus to see him out there like that. All the other disciples came in on the little ship, verse 8. They were not far from the land. The Bible says about 200 cubits, I guess about 100 yards or so from the shoreline. What a miracle how God simply provided for them because they were obedient to Christ. They were obedient and God provided the catch. And they brought that ship in. They brought the ship in and they brought those fish in. How many fish did they catch? A hundred and fifty-three. So God took their zero and made it in a one hundred and fifty-three. What can God do for you? What can God do for me if I'm just obedient? And listen, cast on the right side. Amen. 
Then Jesus says, number four, he says, come and dine. Verse number nine, uh, verse number 12, he tells them, come and dine. Jesus, Bible says, spoke to them. Then Jesus fixed them breakfast. In verse number nine, the Bible says, as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals and the fish laid thereupon and bread. What did Jesus do for them? He made them breakfast. Because of them being obedient, because of them listening to his voice, he out there, he had a he had a fire out there going, making them fish and bread for breakfast. Come on in, guys. Come on in. And he brings them up. They come on in. He says, Hey, I, I need a little bit more fish. Can you give me some of yours? Do they have meat now? They had plenty of it. Give me some of that fish you just caught. And he put it on the fire. And he made them something to eat. See, listen, God wants to take where we're at. Where hey, if maybe you're on empty. And he wants to fill it up. I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. I've labored, I've labored, I've prayed, I've prayed. I've done it, I've done it over and over again. It, nothing seems to change. Nothing seems to be going the right way. Keep going. Amen. And when he says to cast it on the right side, cast it on the right side. And when you draw that in, you'll fulfill what Christ has asked you to, and he'll bless because of your obedience to him. He'll bless because of my obedience to Him. So many times we get lost in the idea that we have to do this and meet this requirement and meet this requirement and meet this requirement and meet this requirement. And ultimately, it's just simply doing what God's asked us to do. It's not a bunch of checklists. Check, 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 no, check, check, check. No. It's being obedient. He tells you to do something? Do it. Do it. He tells you not to, run away. Because there are things in our life that we ought to run away from. Amen. Sin, you ought to get away from it. Righteousness, you got to run to it. Let me ask you, and I'm done. I'm done. Will you listen to Him? Will you be obedient? Will you be obedient? Let's pray, Lord, I love you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for everyone that...